Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede Podcast. I'm your publisher, Billy Embody. Thanks for checking us out at PonyStampede.com, part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Um, a, a little bit to unpack here over the weekend and, and um, just some things that I picked up from uh, SMU's first camp, uh, first three camps of the summer, and then a little bit of an update on basketball, and then um, SMU's... Uh, uh, schedule some tv times were announced last week so we'll kind of go through a little bit of a newsy podcast for you guys as, as we you know share some some updates and things like that to kick off the week um as we get going here and and of course the news that chevin callaway also joining smu's football team also on tap uh for us as well on the podcast so we'll react to that and kind of what it means uh for smu so uh but first um Wanted to go ahead and welcome our uh, Pony Stampede intern, uh, Tommy Shafazeda, uh, who's a senior at SMU. He's going to uh, be joining us for the summer, hopefully a little bit longer than that as well. Um, and so Tommy's going to be helping us out with a bunch of different things. We're going to have him on hopefully some special projects, uh, hopefully some things that he can uh, get his get his feet wet and... Um, and you know, get a little experience with us. So from recruiting to basketball, to football, uh, everything really. We're gonna uh, you know get him going and and uh, try to uh, do some some cool, some different things uh, with him as well uh, throughout the summer. So uh, he was out at both SMU football camps uh, this weekend with me and and kind of getting a lay of the land and meeting everybody he needs to meet. So uh, welcome, Tommy. He's gonna do uh, great work for us uh, over at PonyStampede.com. So. Uh, with with that out of the way, uh, I did want to jump into uh, SMU's first round of football camps and kind of uh, the takeaways that we can have uh, from that. And and really, I mean, I think the first one um, was really uh, kind of watered down, so to speak. It was it was pouring, raining out um, in Dallas, you know, hail and everything like that. Um, on on Saturday, and so they went ahead and they moved the first camp indoors. That camp was open to rising freshmen to uh, um, to rising seniors. So there's just about anybody can go to that one. And so look, um, there wasn't really much to take away from it, but a couple names that I really liked were uh, Elijah Barclay, who actually is a uh, modern day uh, rising sophomore. So he's all the way out from California. There was a group of California uh, prospects that were making their rounds. They went to TCU. They went to Arkansas. Uh, They're they going elsewhere uh, in the area. And so they stopped by SMU to camp, and Barclay clocked a 4-4-40. He caught a few balls. He really looked quick in, in all of his testing, uh, and or, well, in route running, um, and, and just created a lot of separation. There wasn't much consistency from the quarterbacks, but he did a really nice job getting open and things like that. Now, um, I think, uh, for the most part, that camp was, was kind of sleeper, you know, sleeper type players. Um, they had, uh, there were two that I want to highlight and, uh, one on the defensive side of the ball, one on the offensive side of the ball. The first one is, uh, Sean O'Keefe. He actually plays quarterback at San Saba high school and he's got tons of length. I mean, He's just kind of ridiculous in terms of uh, his size and, and all that. But he's just learning the position. I mean, he, he was kind of going through things and 
learning how to do turns, working with Trey Haverty. I think he's somebody that down the line, uh, if they missed on some targets, would be somebody they could potentially maybe circle back around to. But um, he had a decent 40. He still didn't really look like he knew what he was doing running the 40, but still clocked a, a high 4.7. So, I mean, not bad. Uh, but you can tell he hasn't been trained in like track or how to, you know, what hand goes down and things like that. And uh, the same goes for Barclay, by the way. His teammates were actually joking that um, that uh, he's never trained for anything like it. And he had his wrong hand down and everything when he ran his 4-4. So really impressive. Um, as he gets older, he'll, uh, he'll uh, I think he'll kind of blow up. I mean, just being in that program and, and all of those things. So, um but back to O'Keefe, he's 6'3", he's about 185 pounds, he's got some serious length to him, doesn't have the longest arms for how big his his body is, he's got really long legs, um, but uh, somebody that you know, I thought for not really working out at safety much in his high school career looked okay, um, he affected some passes and things like that, but um, on the offensive side of the ball, I thought Tylen Hines, who plays at uh, Plano High, uh, and is coming off an offensive MVP season out of the district um, was really impressive. Um, he's really, really he, he's he's kind of built fairly well. He's five seven, one seventy. He's only got um, he's only got an Illinois State offer right now. But I really thought he won shifty, super super shifty. Uh, he ran a he ran a four six. Uh, I know he's got an eleven one uh, hundred meter dash and in in him. Uh, from his track times, um, he had some production at Plano this past year. I think he's somebody that could be one to watch, like as far as like a Xavier Gibson type from last year's recruiting class that ended up not making it in. But he's a 2021, um, and so he's got plenty of time. That's the thing with him; he could drop that 40 down to a 4.5 type um, and really start picking up some offers. So I like Tylen Hines. He caught the ball really well. He competed. He really uh, understood route running, even though he's he's really a, he's a running back. And so, um, you know, I liked what I saw from him. And that kind of wraps it up on on Saturday's camp. Um, I don't think there's much else. Uh, Matthew Norman uh, out of Allen is one to watch. He had, he doesn't have any offers yet. I created him his profile, but he's just above five ten. He's about one hundred sixty pounds. He's got really good feed and is somebody I could see maybe being like a late riser in the recruiting class just overall, maybe picking up some, some group of five offers um, as his senior year goes along and tape gets out, but he was good. Um, he was, so uh, he'll be one to monitor for, for sure. Moving on to Sunday, which brought the SMU Texas camp uh, to town. That was um, really um, much better. <laughs> no offense to everybody on Saturday, but um that was much better in terms of the talent uh, perspective on SMU's campus. Uh, most of Texas's coaching staff was there. Tom Herman showed up about halfway through the, the first session, which was 2022s and 2023s. Uh, we'll we'll uh, uh, highlight a few names that really kind of stood out um, to us. Um, out of the testing, I think somebody that um, SMU really you know should have jumped all over right off the bat. Uh, was Omar Omari Walker, um, and um, he's somebody that clocked a four three eight and a four three two forty yard dash. And I mean, talk about moving! I mean, he was absolutely rolling. 
through that 40 yard dash. And so he's, uh, like, a he's exactly, um, Xavier Gibson from a year ago. Uh, he's got that, you know, he's five, nine, um, about 170. I mean, he's got that serious, serious speed. So I really liked what I saw, uh, from, um, uh, from Omari Walker, just in terms of that speed. I mean, I was walking like down the sideline and I just kind of saw him out of the corner of my eye and he flashed across and, uh, and was, that was him running his four, three, two, four, three, eight. He also had a 40, almost 40 inch vertical. So he's a, he's a really good athlete. Um, I like him a lot. I think he's somebody that SMU should offer, um, and, and should jump on, uh, right away. Um, now, um, another one that, that is notable because SMU did dish out an offer from this camp and that is Michael Nichols out of Justin Northwest. Um, he's somebody that the staff really likes in terms of length, in terms of athleticism, and they got him on campus for camp. He's, he's about 6'4", 255. I really liked him, um, when I saw him, um, uh, when I went out to Cooper McDonald's practice last, last week, last week, and uh, he moves around really well. He's kind of out of that new mold of guys that are just going to end up being really solid offensive tackles. And uh, it's funny because SMU offered Nichols and then Baylor offered him, offered him right after. So uh, obviously things are starting to pick up for him. Um, he's 6'5", 257. He ran a 488 40-yard dash, which for a lineman is pretty impressive. So he's moving. Um and, and he was on campus for camp. So he earned that offer, which is really impressive. I like it when, you know, SMU says, hey, look, we, we want to work you out um, and see what you can do. And, and they were at a spring game, too, so they got a little bit of an idea of what he could do. They go out and they go ahead and offer him. Uh, so that's, that's a nice offer for him, obviously. Um, and he's somebody that, look, I mean, when you're SMU and, and you can't always get some of these bigger guys, uh, and the search for tackle for SMU is an interesting one because we all know, for the most part, where they're going as far as offensive, like interior guys go. Right? I mean, it's Addison Penn, it's Kyrie Miller, um, it's Marcus Smith, it's Branson Hickman, uh, Wesley and Dago. Those are those guys in the middle that they really, really like and are in a good position for. Um, and then on the outside, it's it's now Michael Nichols. It's now uh, Uganda uh, out of Arlington Seguin. So I mean, there's uh, you know there's the picture on at offensive tackle is starting to be a lot clearer, um, at least from my perspective. So that's uh, what they've been working on all spring. They've had guys in. They've they've um, certainly um, you know checked in on guys and things like that, that, that they could see it as offensive tackles and they went ahead and they made the move on Michael Nichols. So good for them uh, to go ahead and make that, make that move. Um, cause I, I do, I really like him and, um, I liked what he, what he had going on in spring. Uh, he's somebody that is still learning to play. I think the position a little bit, um, but he's got that size that you really like. And he does get to go against Cooper McDonald, a legit power five prospect, um, every day in practice, so he's going to get some good, um, some some good players pushing him uh, over the course of the pro- process here um, as he continues to develop. He's got great feet. He, if you see his spring tape, and I'll post it on the board uh, for you guys, but his spring tape is really impressive. 
Um, so I really like the offer uh, to get to get in on the Michael Nichols chase. I think it was a great move by the staff for him to earn it. That's even better. Um, and from all from everything I've heard from the staff over there, he's a really really good kid. So uh, like the offer of Michael Nichols. Um, now another another younger guy um, that I really like um, is um, is Clayton Smith. He really looks looks the part on the hoof. Texas high uh, defensive end, outside linebacker type. He's somebody that when you're SMU, I could see him, you know, playing a true uh, defensive end type role. Um, you know, he looks like he can play outside linebacker at, at a power five level and kind of be a guy that comes off the edge um, a little bit. But uh, he's 6'4", 215, uh, you know, and he's really somebody out of Texas high that, uh, you know, already has major major power five offers, but I mean, he really looked the part, ran a good, um, you know, 40 yard dash. He was a top 100 prospect over there camping. So I think Texas is, is somebody that, um, is probably going to end up offering him, but he really looked the part in the camp. And so, um, he's somebody that, um, it was good. It was good, just good to get him on campus and get him to camp. So, um, as far as, uh, let's see who else, um, Deuce Harmon is somebody that um, clocked a 447 and 4440 um, along with a 30 inch vertical, 36 inch vertical uh, during the testing. Um, you know, I think with Deuce, um, he, he's got Baylor and SMU as far as uh, guys offering or monitoring him. He, he checked in at 5'9, about 180, uh, 185. So um, he's got some good size for, for a corner of like a compact build. Um, he's been clocked at a four, five, three before. Um, and so for him to come out and run a four, four and a four, four, seven, I mean, just really impressive. He's got a good shuttle. Um, he's productive. He had 11 pass breakups a year ago. Uh, so he's somebody that he'll look, I think SMU should enter the mix, um, you know, with an offer here. I mean, they really should, um, really liked, uh, really liked what I, what, what, uh, I saw from the testing aspect as far as, um, Deuce Harmon goes. So those are really, um, I would say, the good number of guys that I wanted to highlight. Oh, and then this is the this is the big one. This is out of this camp. I think this is the one as I go through my notes of who I think could blow up. And it was really, I mean, in terms of the early session, 2022, Denton Geyer defensive end, Vincent Page. Um, he came out. He ran a 4-8, 40-yard dash. He had no idea what he was doing. Uh, about a 4-7-9 pro shuttle. Again, wrong hand down, had a bad start, all of those things. Um, and then checked in at 6-3-190. So he's somebody that got a ton of personal attention from Randall Joyner. He's somebody they're definitely going to evaluate. And then he just looks the part. I mean, he looks like a, a kind of like a, college, a, a high school senior. Um, he really does. So Vincent Page, definitely on the radar now um, after his camp performance in the early days. They liked him so much they invited him to come back in the afternoon and play with the big boys. So um, really impressive uh, prospect there. So that'll do it for the SMU uh, camp notes, evaluations, kind of things like that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break from the Pony Stampede podcast, and we'll be right back after this. We'll break down a little bit of basketball stuff. Um, as well as um, 
as well as uh, some other recruiting notes uh, to go around. So uh, keep it locked on the Pony Stampede podcast. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening to the Pony Stampede podcast. Uh, you can subscribe, rate, and review the Pony Stampede podcast wherever you guys listen to podcasts. Um, I do want to uh, jump in here and uh, share with you some thoughts on SMU's big news of last week, which is uh, Chevin Calloway uh, announcing his transfer to SMU. Um, obviously a big deal there. Uh, he's somebody that for a long, long time now has been somebody that SMU has has um, uh, been targeting. He was on campus for the spring game, um, and he's been committed to SMU for a long time. Uh, he always uh, was just really waiting on that that uh, acceptance and things like that to announce his decision that he was heading to SMU. He's somebody they're going to uh, have to get a waiver for to play right away, but um, I think he's somebody that just didn't necessarily fit in with the new culture at Arkansas, and that's okay. And and as following SMU, we know that there were a lot of guys that didn't fit in with Chad's culture right away, um, just like there's guys that didn't fit in with Sonny's culture right away. And after for a guy that played all 12 games and and, and played on special teams as a true freshman at Arkansas. Um, for him to just go in against, you know, in the early couple games of his sophomore season and just not, it just didn't look like it was going that well. Um, and then for him to shut it down, just, I think it just kind of shows it just wasn't a fit for him. Right. So, uh, Chevin Calloway, um, I did pick this up. Uh, somebody I talked to said that they talked to, uh, Bishop Dunn's coach, who is really close with Sonny Michael Johnson. And they told him that, uh, or he, Coach Johnson told him that um, Chevin was about as athletic of a prospect as, as Bishop Dunn has ever seen, which is like, out of all those guys that they've had through that program through the years, that's really high praise. So when you look at guys that SMU gets and they're super athletic, like Reggie Roberson, um, they're, you know, just guys that are, that are kind of freaks, um, but want to come back to Dallas or this or that. That's big time, um, and and you know I I think when you put together that athleticism in this league, it pans out, and um, you know it's just uh, it's a big land. I think he's somebody that if he gets a waiver, he's contributing right away. I think he's he's a almost surefire starter there over at, at corner. So, Chevin Callaway in the mix now at SMU, um, and with Cameron Jones back there for SMU coming over from Nebraska, if he can get a waiver as well. I mean, that gives them two legit, legit, uh, type guys, um, back there. And, and, um, you know, I, I think that really, um, says a lot. I mean, it, it, um, just in terms of turning over that, um, that roster on the back end there, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's really, really impressive. So, um, Moving on from that, um, should see, um, I will note that I put a 24-7 sports crystal ball pick in for Kilgore linebacker Brian Holloway. Um, he's somebody that they've liked for a long time now. He's a 2019 guy. I think he's you know still kind of feeling things out, but um, I feel pretty good about where SMU stands for him. So that would be another add at middle linebacker um, 
for him. He didn't really know if he was going to get out of Kilgore um, this this uh, May. So he's kind of just getting towards making a decision here um, probably soon as far as where he's going to go. So um, he's visited Baylor. He's visited a couple other places. I talked to him a little bit. and um, But anyway, I went ahead and put my crystal ball pick in for SME to land him. So that'll add more depth in the middle. Uh, he was a full qualifier out of high school. Uh, so he played a year at JUCO, and they really liked him and uh, went ahead and offered him. And then um, I do think there's still another transfer or two potentially out there for SMU. Um, and I think you'll see one of them announced pretty soon. So, uh, Or maybe they might just not announce and just you know, transfer. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, another, another transfer is still um, – you know, in the mix for SME to land. Again, I think this roster um, with these transfers, I mean, over the, over the last couple of years, it just kind of, it's just changed the complexion. It's like, it's like a, a new GM comes in on a, you know, on a, um, on a, on a, on a hockey team almost. Cause I, I think hockey, you can turn over a roster, roster uh, fairly easily. And, and he adds a key piece here, a key piece there. And then all of a sudden they're going to the playoffs and, um, I think you look back at adding Patrick Nelson, you add Reggie Roberson. Those are key, key pieces that, you know, they add and they just change the complexion of their team. And I think guys like Chevin and guys like Cameron and, um, uh, Zach Abercrombie this year, uh, they change the complexion of the team and obviously Shane Bouchelle as well. But, um, it, it, I think that the transfers they add are not ones where it's like, Hey, fill a roster spot. Like, Rex Prince when he was added uh, back when Chad was here. That's just like an example of, you know, taking somebody and adding them to the mix rather than guys that can fit into the culture, um, win starting jobs, push others, do things like that. So I think a lot of credit goes out to Sonny and his staff for the work they've done uh, with that regard. So um, good news on Chevin Callaway. More to come. We'll keep you in the loop as we kind of monitor it. Um, the SMU recruiting class moved in on Sunday. Um, most of them arrived on Saturday, um, but they all moved in on Sunday. I saw some of the coaches helping them move in before the camp on, on Sunday. Uh, I saw Keontae Burns. He looked great. Um, Daniel Sanike, I saw him in the video. Uh, he looked big, but kind of in a good way. He didn't look, he didn't look out of shape or anything like that. Um, Donald Clay, I saw his dad. His, they're so excited for him to be up there. He was wearing a, Donald Clay shirt, so um, there'll be uh, there'll be that fam in the in the in the stands uh, for sure with picture of Donald on their shirt or whatever, letting them letting them all know. Um, so it's good to see them, and uh, and then I saw T.J. McDaniel and he's ready to go. He gave Cause a big bear hug when he walked up. So uh, as you're listening to this podcast, they've probably wrapped up their first workout of their uh, college career. So um, all good there on the freshman. Everyone's pretty much moved in. Um, for the team, especially all the freshmen, everyone's good there for the freshmen. I think some of the transfers are, uh, one of the transfers still Cameron Jones is still, uh, waiting on paperwork to be finished up and, uh, but he should be good. And as we kind of roll through the rest of the pod, uh, let's jump over to basketball here quickly. Um, Derek Thornton is, is kind of the key right now to SMU. I think he's somebody that's visited, uh, St. John's and Gonzaga, or he's visited uh, 
Gonzaga already. He's said to visit St. John's. Um, I think I have that right. Um, and look, he's, uh, you know, he's somebody, um, that is expected at this point, I think to visit SMU, the indications I've gotten, um, is that, um, SMU will get a visit. They've been working the phones really hard on that one, trying to get them in the fold. So, um, I'll keep you guys updated on kind of where things go from there. But that's the one they're monitoring right now. They're waiting on a couple guys to graduate from their schools and, and transfer. And so there will most likely be a second wave of, of graduate transfers. This is, I mean, and I'm not kidding. This is just how college basketball is working right now, where guys um, graduate in like June, graduate in July, and then actually go and like then hit the, the transfer portal. It's, it's absolutely, absolutely insane. I don't know how you as a college coach build a roster sometimes doing that. It's actually interesting to note that there's a new rule where you don't have to be enrolled to enrolled in a class to receive financial aid. And the interesting thing about that is that Ethan Chagua will be back next week for SMU um, and will not be taking a June summer class. Instead, he'll just be working out with the team. Uh, so I think some gamesmanship there to, to try and uh, – you know, give give them some time off, but uh, also uh, you know slow that, slow that graduation roll just a little bit there for Ethan. Um, uh, but as far as the basketball team, all the freshmen, all the signees got in uh, Sunday as well. The staff moved them in, so they're all here. Um, that includes Bryce Cook; he's here. Um, the whole team is back, so we'll see kind of how things go. But everything everybody's back at this point, and um, it'll be interesting to see kind of how they approach everything. Um, from here. Um, but that's really it on basketball news. Uh, it'll heat up uh, in the middle of June again with live period stuff. Um, I'll keep you guys in the loop on any graduate transfers that pop up. But um, Derek Thornton is priority number one right now. Um, and, and we'll see kind of where things go uh, at this point. But um, with that, I, I think that's really it. Uh, I will say this I'm headed to Europe tomorrow um so we'll drop a pod later this week but um if some of my timing on things is kind of off it's because i'm way ahead of all you guys um but i'll schedule it out so it's kind of a normal deal uh tommy will be getting some recaps from uh from camp visitors we'll have uh our summer preview series will kick off as well um like for uh the upcoming schedule for football teams so we'll start previewing those teams hats and matt are taking that big project um, and uh, a big recruiting weekend this weekend for SMU football. Huge, huge, huge mega recruiting weekend for SMU football. So we will talk about that and preview that on the uh, podcast later in the week. So uh, you know, stay tuned for that. Um, a mega weekend for SMU football, and uh, we'll kind of handicap some of the chances for uh, if they can get their first commitment of the 2020 class. So. With that, guys, thanks for listening to the Pony Stampede podcast. We appreciate you guys. If you haven't, pick up a seven-day trial at PonyStampede.com. Take yourself through the official visit weekend. Get those reactions. Follow us through all that um, and and just see how you like it. And then um, you can decide whether to subscribe full-time from there. So thanks for listening to the Pony Stampede podcast. Have a great week, guys.